0: Welcome back to the Fostering Financial Victories podcast. I am joined today by Emily Edwards, who is our Client Engagement Specialist. So I am going to let Emily spend a little bit of time explaining to you exactly what she does on a daily basis, because I am certainly going to miss, leave something out.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. Um, I've been on the podcast team here for a little bit um, on the back end, so I'm excited to be here on the podcast today (laughs) as Eric said I'm the client engagement specialist at Foster Victor and you've probably talked to me on the phone if you've ever called into the office I really help the wealth coaches kind of a quarterback for them um, with establishing accounts really implementing what they have set out to accomplish in the plan so like I said setting up accounts transfers uh, really just monitoring any incoming or outgoing funds for the firm. And then also really helping our clients with their online access, viewing their accounts and things of that nature.
0: Kind of making our lives a lot easier. <laughs> yeah.
1: I try to. Try yeah. to.
0: So Emily, essentially you are the uh, you're the glue that makes everything go in our office from the investment side of the house. So what we're planning to talk through today, given where we are at the time of year. So this is Friday the 13th. Um, Lucky day. Yeah. So <laughs> always has been pretty good. So the goal of today was really to talk through some of the things that people might want to think about making certain that they have done kind of off their checklist um, before we get close to the end of the year, which we're kind of coming up on it pretty quickly. But we also wanted to talk through some things that you could do now to prepare yourself going into 2021 for a good start on the planning side. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of topics that we can talk through. Um, Most of this is going to come down to timing. So with the investment side of um the financial planning world time is a big deal right so give us some feedback as far as what people are kind of looking at right now what are they talking about what are they trying to get accomplished
1: right so like eric was saying we're coming up on the end of the year and right now you think it's friday the 13th we've got a couple months really but you have to factor in holiday time thanksgiving is around the corner Got Christmas coming up, travel plans. So I think it's an important conversation to get on the table just so it's in the forefront of your mind when we're when we're gonna be going through these things. Um to start off, one of the big things I think that we help our clients do is Roth conversions. Um those have to be in before the end of the year, December thirty first. But you've gotta keep in mind there are some there's some lead time that you need with transfers, if you're going to be bringing in a check, um, if you need to set up uh, an ACH into your account, uh, we want to take that into consideration. So I really think I would say safely by December 20th, that would be like pushing it. But again, that's kind of our hope with this conversation is to start bringing it to the forefront of your mind. uh, So if that's a conversation you need to have with your advisor, if you have questions about it, go ahead and reach out now
0: yeah so since you started with the the Roth piece so let's let's talk about the IRA just in general Mm -hmm. so there's some timing issues going into the end of the year and kind of in through tax season um, because this can kind of be a hybrid from from this year and next year but with the Roth IRA conversion so how is that different from just the standard funding of a Roth
1: sure so um, many people can contribute directly to the Roth but there are certain income limits on when you can do that Um, once you've reached that cap where you can contribute directly to your Roth IRA you need to do what's called a conversion so that means you would contribute directly to the ira and then we would code it with the irs as a conversion so you're moving the funds from the ira into the roth ira Um, and you get tax forms at the beginning of the next year just showing that you've done that Um, that way you can get back with your cpa and it's a way to get those funds into the roth ira um, and it's tax advantageous to our clients Without um, there being a penalty for contributing directly to the Roth IRA, so
0: the timeline of the end of the year, just to clarify. So, with a traditional funding of, an, of a of a of a Roth or a traditional IRA, um, you you typically would have all the way out until April the fifteenth of the following year, or until you file taxes. Now, right. this year has been different because the tax deadline got pushed back with the the CARES Act that was passed earlier this year, mm-hmm. so going into next year, I would probably lean more towards that traditional uh, April the 15th timeline Mm -hmm. or before whenever you file taxes if you are directly contributing to an IRA. But just to clarify that the conversion, that's a drop dead timeline of December 31st if it's not done before then you can't do it exactly yep yeah okay
1: before year-end you don't want to I mean if you're past December 31st you're kind of out of luck in that piece and again that's why we're bringing it to you today hopefully Uh, you'll bring that up with your advisor and get it done because it's a real it's a a great benefit to the plan
0: sure and let's all right so let's say somebody's been contributing to an IRA or a Roth whichever it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. throughout the year every month Right, so going into the end of the year, you've probably had some of these conversations where people are, are maybe they haven't fully max funded the Roth or the traditional IRA, Mm -hmm. either one. Um, What can they do as we get closer?
1: Yeah, so it's really important, um, for example, with the Roth IRA, um, a max is $6,000. So say you're funding at $100 per month or whatever that is, and you're not maxing it out. It's really important you want to try to get as much in there as you can um, so look at your statement see if you've max funded it you know if you're gonna be at five thousand dollars by the December 31st and you have some extra funds go ahead and throw the extra thousand in there um, because again it's it will be important down the line
0: okay all right so with the IRA side of this um, let's let's kind of shift over to what a lot of people are, are, are thinking about with their you know, 401ks and, and Group type uh, savings environments. So, with a 401k, the max amount you can put in if you're under the age of 50 is Mm $19,500. Okay, so kind of the same discussion. Where are you as it relates to how much you could put into that going into the last, call it three pay cycles maybe? Right. You know, could you make some adjustments to your contributions now if your plan allows to get a little bit of excess uh, contributions in there? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's always a good play if cash flow allows it. Um, but also kind of thinking about, you know, there's some ages that come into play with 401ks and IRAs mm-hmm. that if you're, this is kind of the 2021 idea, next year if you are turning 50, well now your your limit's going to go up. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things you just kind of be thinking about, you know, do you make an adjustment going into January of how much you're putting into your your retirement accounts based on maybe now you've hit age 50 and they'll let you put more money in.
1: Right, exactly. And I think a year in is a great time to review that, Um, you know, setting yourself up for the success in January um, and just having those things. Maybe it's a conversation, like if we're talking about the 401k that you need to have with your HR professional about adjusting your paycheck. Um, And another thing we kind of talked about on that piece is, seeing how much you've con- contributed so far if you have maxed out too early. Um, so yeah. we'll c- I think we'll get into that conversation a little yep. bit later when we gear up for the 2021 yep. piece, um, but all good things to think about.
0: Awesome, all right, so I know some fund uh, options might change inside 401ks during this time of year. I typically see some of that. So if you've got a plan that some of the, the investment choices have changed automatically, you might want to at least take a look at it and see what they are. Most mm-hmm. um, people throw all that stuff away when it hits their mailbox. Um, I could be Please guilty take of that. it from
1: me. Don't just throw away the mail. Don't yeah. throw it away. There's probably something important in there.
0: <laughs> At least something, right? Right. So let's talk about people who are self-employed as it relates to individual 401ks or SEP IRAs or things of that, that sort.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are all really great options for our clients and really anyone who is self-employed. Um, they all look a little bit different. With a SEP IRA, you have until the time when you file taxes. Uh, with an I-41K, which is another investment option for our self-employed folks, you have until 30 days after your last pay period or paycheck in the year. So, Okay, if, so
0: let's talk through that a little bit because okay. so, that could be a little misleading. Okay. All right, so what, 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 you're, what you're referring to, I, I think the way you're, you're going about it is, let's say you are a self-employed individual and your pay cycle that you actually, you know, legally write yourself a paycheck. Let's say if you pay yourself on December the 1st. All right, you have until December 31st to mm-hmm. get your salary deferral in before the calendar year is up to count for this calendar year. If you pay yourself on December 31st, you can move it over into January 30th as your final date. That's the way I understand how the, the mm-hmm. dating works. Um, so that's just for the salary deferral piece. But what about the, you know, the, the match or the profit share portion that they could do? That could go a little bit longer out for next year because that kind of... Um, mirrors what the SEP is to where you could fund it up until the time you file taxes. Right. Or April 15th or maybe it's June again or July depending on what next year happens. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I know. They, you know. The dates kind of got mixed up a little bit this year.
1: Yeah but with that kind of in mind just to touch on that piece I would encourage everyone to not plan on another extension. Let's just go ahead and yeah, so there's <laughs> be prepared a, early. <laughs> there's a
0: lot of um, of things that are going to potentially come back into play in January due to the deferral and moratorium on student loans and, and required distributions, That I think people need to just be aware that, all right, it's going to be back to normal hopefully
1: absolutely um,
0: coming in January
1: yeah 2020 was definitely an interesting year for all of us and there were a lot of changes that came with that in the financial industry so like Eric said RMDs were not a thing this year you weren't required to take your required minimum distribution um, again and also student loan interest was um, uh, 0% yeah. through the end of the year which is a great great advantage for some people. And no payments. Mm -hmm. No payments, which helps a lot of people during these uncertain times, you know, if you lost your job and things like that. But going into the new year, those are all things that are going to come into play again that you really need to to think about and factor in.
0: Maybe. we don't. Maybe. Well, potentially. (laughs) I would bank on it. I would
1: plan for it. And then if it doesn't happen, then (laughs) (laughs) then we're good.
0: Yeah. So, um, All right, good. So there are a couple ages that, and we talked a little bit about one of them earlier with the age 50, if you're reaching that as it relates to how much you can put into your retirement accounts, um, where that number goes up. What are the other ages that, that people might want to be thinking about, both right now as they go into the end of the year, but also for uh, 2021.
1: Yeah. So Eric mentioned age 50 before, age 59 and a half. That's another important year. Um, Some different things happen there. That's the age where you can start to do in-service rollovers from your 401k Uh, so you can get some funds out of your 401k, bring it over to an IRA, non-taxable event and get some better investment options there.
0: You can also start accessing dollars from a 401k mm-hmm. or an IRA without that pesky uh, 10% penalty <laughs> uh, for early withdrawals. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece. Um, all right, so age 62, age 65, age 72, <laughs> there's a lot of them, right? You can there's can lot.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you've, you've got a birthday, which we all do, <laughs> be thinking about which one you're going to hit in the next year. Um, age 65, an important factor yeah. that comes into there is Medicare. That's
0: right. And we had a we had an episode earlier in the in the month with uh, Erica talking about mm-hmm. the timeline of that, which is still open enrollment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, age sixty two is the first time you could technically take Social Security. It's a reduced amount, but you could technically take take mm-hmm. that. Um, and then 72 is
1: with the RMDs. You're yeah. required to take your required minimum distribution, which, again, like we mentioned, wasn't required this year. Uh, but going into the next year, if you're going to be hitting that age marker, definitely something to bring up, talk to your wealth coach about, um, and see how that what you need to do if you need to withhold taxes, different things like that.
0: Yeah, and also, just really good to have an understanding of how that number is is. Um, how do they come up with it right Mm -hmm. so they they use the ending balance of your accounts that are subjected to that required distribution Mm -hmm. the balance at the end of the calendar year for 2020 will reflect what their distribution needs to be for 2021 so if the market does really well and your accounts are at a higher value (laughs) you're gonna have a higher distribution but i mean i guess that's okay right yeah Yeah. we'll take it um okay so and you have all year to do it right
1: Correct. Yes. Through December 31st. But again, another one of those important time factors that we want to think about. Um, Do you need to withhold taxes? If you do, that might be a form that your advisor needs you to fill out. Do you want it to go to your bank account? That would be maybe something else where you want to add a bank account. Um, And then also just with the time and processing and things like that, I would really encourage you to have everything into your advisor and what you need by that 1220 mark.
0: And also, kind of brings up the charitable side with the required distribution option Mm -hmm. that you can you can have um, money sent to charities that qualify. So Mm -hmm. that's also that time frame. You know, think about between now and the end of the year how many holidays are technically in play, Mm -hmm. when the holidays are this year, if that's going to impact the timing of what you're doing. Um, It's going to be here really fast, so don't don't delay.
1: Exactly. Um, Yeah. Okay. And you don't want to rush it either. Sure. I think um, it's important to take your time. I mean, we're, we're talking about your money here and we're talking about tax plays and things like that. You just want to take your time and be sure that you're having thorough conversations and really understanding everything. I think for me as a younger person, a younger investor, sometimes the, all of the, these things can be intimidating. Um, but when you step back and just ask the questions that you need to ask, it really makes you feel more comfortable and you can understand how you're affecting your
0: future. All right, so maybe we can put a wrap on 2020 prematurely here.
1: (laughs) Um, I think we'd be fine with that. I don't know,
0: we got 45 (laughs) days left, so who knows what can happen. So let's talk about some things that people could do to set themselves up going into January. Mm -hmm. Um, It will be here very fast. So just, these are some things that most people probably do anyway but it's good to just go back and revisit them so let's talk about like 401ks and and, uh, group and group retirement stuff what are some things that they can start looking at
1: yeah um, so something I kind of touched on earlier um, with the 401ks is our the max is nineteen thousand five hundred so have you maxed that out early in the year Um, did you max it out in April if you did maybe look at withholding a certain dollar amount rather than a percentage of your paycheck to
0: try to stretch it through the year yeah stretch it out take
1: advantage of the ups and downs of the market you know um another i like that another thing uh is also if you're getting a pay increase going into the year are you able to stack away an extra percentage from your paycheck because that can really make a huge difference way down the line
0: absolutely um you know one other piece that we talked about was making certain that your beneficiaries are correct.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? I know a lot of people they don't <laughs> think about it.
1: Exactly it seems so simple and you think you know you've set it up when you open the account but there can always be changes you know have you um, have you in the last year op- uh, set up a trust work with an attorney do you want your beneficiary to now be your trust and also just reviewing maybe you have your primary beneficiaries but I think it's also great to go ahead and have contingent beneficiaries on there as well doesn't hurt anything.
0: Yeah and that I, I can tell you, I've seen quite a few instances where there were no beneficiaries mm-hmm. assigned at all because mm-hmm. they, they didn't require them to do it to start it out. Exactly. And, and the accounts have been open and active for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big risk.
1: And I think it's something no one ever wants to assume that the worst would happen. But again, we're all about being prepared.
0: Sure. Okay. All right. So if if somebody has saved throughout the course of the year and they didn't max it out I think the big challenge going into 21 is just to see if you can push it up just a little Mm -hmm. bit right just force yourself to save a little more you'll get used to it yeah Um, okay so that's kind of the 401k side of things Um, what about with you know as people start to think about what they're gonna do next year when it comes down to um, how their allocation is set up should they be looking at Taking some low-cost basis stock, doing something different with that—it kind of goes into the end of the year as mm-hmm. well, from a tax loss uh, harvesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think being aware of what the ramifications of doing that would be from a, a capital gains perspective mm-hmm. is probably something you'd be aware of. Um, I don't think the tax code is going to change going into 21. It doesn't seem like it is. I'm sure the brackets will move around mm-hmm. a little bit, but just be aware of what where that's going to put you. Right. Um, what about the, uh, this is probably your favorite, um, what about all the documents that are going to start to show up in your
1: mailbox? <laughs> yeah, so again, just kind of touching on my position and what I do, um, I help a lot of our clients access their tax documents, statements, um, all of those things that make your life easier.
0: So one other thing that you know we try to point out a lot is how can you create um, free savings? Right throughout the year and it sounds a little ridiculous because nothing's really free but there's there's some opportunities that you might have going into the to the year of just being aware and being intentional as your income is gonna adjust potentially and and what uh, limits and thresholds you might need to meet in order to see some differences take place you touched on earlier with the 401k if you've max funded that early well those people who did that have um, have seen an increase in take-home pay for that whole time frame where they've not been able to fund it. Right. All right so one thought there would be could you intentionally capture those dollars and, and save them elsewhere or use them to pay down debt or do something different but not bring them into cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with the Social Security earnings limit, right? So next year the the cap on earnings for Social Security contributions is going to be hundred and forty two thousand and eight hundred. So once you eclipse that number your social security contributions stop being taken out of your paycheck and they will come back in the form of just income Mm -hmm. so it's a great opportunity if if your income is at that level to create some i would call it free savings because it has been going to the social security office Uh the rest of the time (laughs) at least until the end of the year so i think it's just stuff to be aware of you know you probably didn't get a raise when that happened it was just that went away Mm -hmm. um so i think that's some pieces that people could take away and just be on the lookout for going into next year
1: right perhaps a Roth conversion with those dollars
0: well that but you also have people that are in retirement who Mm -hmm. are doing Roth conversions Yep. right so kind of making certain what's the tax code look like is it beneficial for you to do a Roth conversion even though you're in retirement right right Um, just making certain where that where that could put you what else charitable stuff I know we talked a little bit about that
1: yeah we talked a little bit about um, the charitable things Um, again you kind of touched on tax loss harvesting um, but that can really be a a beneficial thing to your plan using those dollars moving it over to a a charitable type account where you can do the giving that you're already doing but getting a tax advantage for it
0: so what about setting up a um, a donor advised fund,
1: yeah, so that, what's
0: the timing of that?
1: Yeah, the timing of that has to be done by 1231. The dollars have to be in there by 1231. So again, if you're wanting to open an account, journal funds over from an existing taxable account, um, you're gonna wanna allow some days for that. So um, I think with Schwab, who was our custodian, um, they won't guarantee anything past 1220. So again, around mid-December, you're really gonna be want- reaching out to your advisor um, and seeing if it's beneficial for you, if that can be advantageous to your plan.
0: Okay. All right, anything else that has come up recently that you thought, hey, this could be a pretty good topic from a timing standpoint that you've seen?
1: I would say, um, again, with the, we kind of touched on in-service distributions. If you're wanting things to happen really just kind of a general blanket thing if you're wanting things to happen within this year you're going to need to start getting on your feet asking those questions reaching out to people um, because you don't want to wait too long with the holidays being around the corner people get busy we all do and that's just you know whether you're buying presents or running around traveling travel looks a little different this year for everyone, but um, we just don't want to push it off.
0: So you you mentioned just a second ago about the in-service distribution. So the timing of that, Mm -hmm. I know we touched on it briefly, but just to clarify what that actually means, if you're over the age of 59 and a half and you're still working, Mm -hmm. what it allows you to do is to take dollars from your existing employer retirement plan Mm -hmm. and move those dollars into a a self-directed IRA or a managed IRA without any penalty or taxes. Now some plans won't allow you to do it, some will. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to verify with your plan sponsor. Right. But the timing of doing that going into the year, so you can only do it once every rolling 12 months. Correct. So just to be aware, if you just if you just turned 59 and a half last week, you can now do it, but you won't be able to do it again until this the time following. in 21. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the time frame of when you do it for the year, it really depends on you know what that
1: when you initially did it that 59 mm-hmm. and a half
0: if you if when when you last time you did it right, right. so if you're 61 and you've already done it before you just have a rolling 12 months mm-hmm. right and
1: and the timing piece as well um comes into play with typically they're mailing out a check to you made payable to your custodian um but again it's just another thing thinking about the mail this time of year mm-hmm. if it's something that's on your radar radar whether it be you know you've done it this time last year, if it's just something you want to get off your plate before the holiday season, go ahead and reach out now.
0: Okay, so I think let's cut it there. I think we've talked a lot about um, 2020, kind of finishing out, and then what what can you do in 2021 to start mm-hmm. yourself off on the right foot. Um, I know you got a busy day, but there's two questions you get to partake in now. Yes, Everybody else I'm ready. <laughs> you probably already know them. Um, all right, so the first one is, um, if you could buy anything, regardless of cost, what would it be?
1: I would buy a house on Lake Kiwi. Okay. That's Done.
0: pretty simple. Mm-hmm. All right. Easy. All right.
1: And a well, we'll just we'll factor in the boat with okay. it.
0: <laughs> right. Last two things you spent money on.
1: Last two things I spent money on, I got gas this morning. Okay. And I'll also put in a Walmart pickup order. <laughs>
0: Excited.
1: Because I'm planning for the weekend, you okay. know, I'm not gonna spend my time in a grocery store.
0: <laughs> All right super Wal- exciting. Walmart is not a sponsor, but they could be.
1: They could be. Yeah, we could be good We with that. wouldn't deny it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you've got questions or topics you want us to spend some time covering, you can reach out to us directly. You can find us on our website at fostervictorwa.com. You can email us directly from there, or you can follow us on our Instagram at uh, fostervictorwealthadvisors. Again, thanks for spending some time with us. Please share this with a friend who you think might find it relevant. Uh, we'll see you next time. Information contained in this podcast was intended for general use, not to be used as specific advice. For content tailored to your personal situation, please contact one of our wealth coaches.